0: In words, we make a raw material that's used in the production of biological drugs, so things like vaccines or antibody therapies or cancer or rheumatoid arthritis, and we make the raw material that then purifies that drug.
1: Welcome to this episode of Speed of Life. This is a podcast series focusing on innovations accelerating towards better health. My name is Björn and I am co-hosting this episode together with my colleague Diana. A very warm welcome to you. Let's jump into this episode.
2: Hello to all the listeners of this episode and a warm welcome to our guest Jonathan Royce and Johan Paschetta from Bioworks. Thank you for joining us today and welcome again. <laughs> Thanks. Thank <laughs> nice you. Here. Uh, would you please introduce yourselves?
3: Well, so I can start. I'm Mijiwan. I'm a regional sales manager at uh, Bioworks. Uh, I'm, I'm a molecular biologist by training from Uppsala University, but I realized quite early in my education that I wanted to have a commercial role. So in addition to my passion for protein biotechnology, I had a lot of classes in protein engineering, etc. I added on commercial like uh, business law, uh, economy, etc. So BioWorks is a perfect fit for me. So sales and downstream processing together.
2: So you you knew what you wanted to do already from the beginning?
3: (laughs) I kind of did. I I thought I had to choose between commercial or science,
0: but now it's combined, so yeah, I did. And I'm Jonathan Royce. I'm the CEO of BioWorks. I'm also the global director of sales at BioWorks. And I'm a chemical engineer by background. I've worked in the life sciences industry since 1999, always on the supplier side. So I worked first for a company called Millipore, that's now part of the German Merck. And then I worked for GE Healthcare, which is now called Cetiva, both in the US and then here in Uppsala. And then uh, after GE, I spent two years at another scale-up company in Stockholm called Viranova that makes... Uh, analytical systems and cells analytical services to the cell gene therapy space. And then I came to Bioworks just about two years ago. Mm-hmm.
2: And what has led you to your current positions? Like uh, what kind of backgrounds, what kind of roles did you have before?
0: Oh, I've had everything from, I started in R&D, uh, and then I m- have worked in applications roles a lot, helping customers set up and troubleshoot and install uh, technology and then at some point in my career, I migrated over to marketing for a while. And I sort of always hopped back and forth a bit, like you once said. I've always hopped back and forth between sort of science and commercial type roles. And I feel like I try to always keep one foot in each uh, world. It's, it's surprising how fast you lose touch with science when you go too far towards the commercial side and how much you lose touch with the pulse of the industry when you start to go too far into R&D, I think. So I try to go some sort of balance beam between those
2: two. (laughs) Uh, Johan, tell me a bit more about your role at the company today.
3: Yes, I'm a regional sales manager and often when we talk about sales, people see people lifting the phone and disturbing people. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what we do. (laughs) So as a regional sales manager and thanks to Jonathan, I have a lot of responsibility for the sales and the commercial activities in my region, which is the Nordic countries and some other countries as well. Uh, So my... My job, I would say, is to build relationship with people. And I love uh, working with people. So that's the, the summary. And this is something I'm good at. So that's why I'm here, I guess, as well. I love doing these kind of stu- things. Mm-hmm. So
0: all our success is from networking, I would say. Johan says that he has a few other countries, but he actually has the biggest territory. Oh, OK. I think. <laughs> <laughs> because he stretches all the way down to Portugal. So. OK, a bit <laughs> modest. <laughs> <laughs> so it is.
2: Uh, jo- uh jonathan you have been the ceo of bioworks for around two years mm. now uh, what has happened during these years and how has your background and experience contributed to the development of the company so well i
0: think i think a fair amount has happened in the two years actually at bioworks we've grown quite a bit as a company we tripled our sales and production capacity last year and we're on a tra- similar track this year we um Pretty early in my time there we actually reorganized the team so we we started to focus a lot more on our uh, ability to create customized products for the industry we see that the whole life sciences industry is diversifying a lot i mean when i think back of my own career in i started sort of right in the beginning of the whole antibody wave and for a while it was sort of felt like the entire industry was just dominated by antibodies and then it became very much around Standardized solutions for the production of antibodies, so you start to look at Large and small companies production methods. They're very similar, but now we're in a sort of new wave where the industry is diversifying a lot So there's a lot of new molecular structures that people are investigating and starting to commercialize as therapies And that puts a lot of pressure on suppliers like Bioworks to create solutions that are specific to those types of modalities Um, Many people have tried to sort of take products from the antibody space and apply them for example in gene therapy and it doesn't work that well Uh, So what Bioworks is focused on is a lot of these sort of niche type applications where we see that there's a real unmet customer need and we can use our uh, flexibility as an organization and our flexibility in our production facility to essentially produce very specific products in some cases for customers. Um, And it can be large and small variations that we make. It can be products that are made completely to customer specification or it can be for example, you went at a customer last year that is uh, producing a product that's used in halal manufacturing and has to cannot come in contact with ethanol, which is the typical preservative that chromatography resins are supplied in. And so we had to find a, a solution for that customer basically to make sure that we didn't use ethanol in our production and that the product is supplied to that customer without ethanol. So that's another example. That's a small, actually, customization, but it was really important for that customer.
1: Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And how much of that is uh, c- the customization comes from you and how much comes from the specifications from your customers?
0: Um, it varies. It usually starts with a customer coming to us and saying they have a specific need. And then we start to look at how can we uh, modify either our manufacturing or, or um, source materials that we don't already have in our supply chain to, to help that customer meet their need. Um, some of those customized products, we then can actually market to other customers because not every need is totally unique so sometimes these customized products turn into more standardized products for us and sometimes they remain very much customer specific so uh, it varies quite a bit i would say yeah and i could add on there yeah, and this
3: is part of my role to understand what they mean and not what they say because we, we, we hear a lot out there and they often think they have a solution but then it's up to us and our experts of our, our development people and application people to understand what do they actually need so exactly like jonathan says Just Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, and who is the customer normally? You're saying they are diversified, but but still. Yeah, yeah. well, we have several different kind of customers,
0: but pharma industry is, mm. is a typical customer and diagnostic companies. Mm. Those, are de- those are definitely the biggest focus for us. We have some customers that are using our products in other applications, but we're primarily focused on, on life sciences, protein separation. So it's things that are going into some sort of regulated, d- resulting in a regulated product at the end.
2: Yeah, You said you have m- grown uh, quite a bit uh, these years. How many are
0: you? Uh, we are 43 today, so we are 38 here in Uppsala and 5 people in other parts of the world. We have one employee in Germany, one in the UK, and then uh, we have a subsidiary in the US where we have 3 people currently employed. In, and all of the people in other countries are in commercial roles, so they're, like one supporting customers locally. Um, And all the production, development, QA, and product management is handled from Uppsala today.
2: Has it always been that way?
0: Actually, BioWorks was uh, founded in Bromma. So it was actually uh, in the northern suburb of uh, Stockholm. And at some point, the facility that Bioworks was in, w- we started to outgrow it. But at the same time, also the owner of the facility decided they were going to tear down the old, it was an old LKB factory. And they decided they were going to tear it down and build apartments on that site. <laughs> okay. So it was uh, synergistic that they wanted us out. And we also needed more space. And then this uh, facility in Uppsala, where we are today, which is a former biovitrium small molecule facility, uh, opened up. And that was a really great opportunity for Bioworks at the time. we were still a relatively small company, capital limited. And we had the opportunity to then lease a space that had an existing factory where much of the equipment was already in place that we needed for our own use. So we managed to basically uh, enter a pretty large scale facility without having to make the capital investment ourselves. Now, since then, of course, we've invested a lot of capital in that facility and, and we continue to expand there and scale out. But Um, At the time, it was a really nice solution for Bioworks, and it's still a good place for us to be today. We can grow there several years forward before we need to start looking for more space.
1: Yeah, we love those stories, people moving to Uppsala with their (laughs) business.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But do you think you will stay in Uppsala? Is it a good place to be? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think
0: uh, Uppsala is really sort of the heart of life sciences, or at least one of the hearts of life sciences in, in Scandinavia, and... We see, especially the site that we're in, Uppsala Business Park, is a really nice community with lots of other life sciences companies. It creates a lot of opportunity for us to collaborate. Um, there's a lot of shared infrastructure there that we can all take advantage of, and there's a lot of space to grow as well. So I think for, for Bioworks, um, Uppsala will remain our primary home, but we also do think that in the future we will expand some of our operations in the U.S. So we may in the future start, for example, having inventory operations, um, logistics operations, and customer service in the U.S. to better serve our U.S. customers mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And talking about moving to Uppsala, how many nationalities do we have at BioWorks? Um We added one last week, so I think we're up to 13 yeah. uh, different nationalities in 43 people. So it's a very diverse organization, um, both in terms of uh, sort of background, where people are born and grown up, um age our youngest employee is 20 and our oldest is uh we still have one founder working for the company he's uh turning 74 i think this year um and a roughly even split between uh, men and women as well it's a l- little more women than men right now in the company but um, it's is, is right. this an
1: intentional uh, way of recruiting
0: yeah i think so i mean it's not um we have i wouldn't say we've had um some sort of uh, proactive uh, preference to to for specific sort of recruitments, but it's been um, it's been a result of the culture that we've tried to build that we we've tried to build a very inclusive and diverse organization and as you there's a bit of a snowball effect that happens so once you start doing that you start to attract more and more people from different parts of the world um, then most recently we have had a few roles that we've launched that are specific for to support specific markets, so there we've had, for example, language requirements. We have now a person who's dedicated uh, to support our Chinese customers, and another who's supporting our Indian market. And there we've actually had some language requirements that have also driven sort of diverse d- uh, diversification in the organization.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I can hear that you both are truly engaged in your work. Uh, what do you find most motivating or rewarding with your roles? Just to go back to your the two of you bit.
3: Well, I can start um, once again. People, I love working with people combined with science. Um, but then if, if I can be a little bit personal, so uh, the last years, uh, my mom uh, had cancer and she passed away uh, one, one year ago. And the last year of her life, she got uh, immunotherapy. And uh, today, knowing that those people working with immunotherapies, uh, the researchers there, they are my customers. So that's really good motivation, not just to sell products, not just to be there as an advisor, but to see that, if I can help them, they can extend the life and give some bonus years uh, to to families.
0: Yeah, I think for me, um, what I enjoy about the BioWorks and my role there is that it's uh, we have a real sort of drive to do so, do things differently. Um, I come from I said before I worked for G Healthcare, which is of course the big Saitiva is the biggest player in this space. Um, I spent many years there. It's a fantastic organization, but they're very focused on sort of broad applications for these products. Uh, I think it's really interesting to be at a company where we have the flexibility that we have to be able to serve really individual customers and go after sort of these niche segments that are underserved today by some of the bigger players in this space. And I mean, that stretches from everything from sort of how we're doing marketing at Bioworks. We're really trying to push the edge of uh, our marketing efforts and be at the front edge of, of current marketing best practices and looking at other industries and even looking at, for example, B2C and seeing like, how's it working there? How is, for instance, Nike reaching out to their customers in a more effective way? And how can we apply those kind of techniques in the life sciences space um, to how we're setting up our production and our distribution operations? So it's it's really fun to be part of a company where we're really trying to sort of push the envelope as much as we can. Yeah. To really become this trusted partner to the
3: customer, this is something that people say. Mm-hmm. But if if a customer having uh, has an idea, I bring it back to the company, and they can follow the process within Bioworks, talk to the uh, development people, mm-hmm. and then finally we have a product, and I follow this journey all the way.
1: Yeah. Do you see that also that um, most of the customers are are coming back all the time, buying more n- from you, or uh, what is your customer base? Is it uh, the same company buying stuff over and over again, or is it the one time? Sells.
3: No, th- they are coming back, and that's the part of our success, or that's mm. a big part of our success. That's how we grow, that mm. they are coming back. Uh, the first orders are small, but then when
0: we grow with the customer, that's where we earn money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is it a crowded field?
0: Um, I don't know if I would say it's crowded. There's probably roughly 10 companies on the market today that are global companies mm. that are supplying these types of products specifically to the life sciences industry. And of those 10, there are really three that are very big and dominate the market and then there are a number of companies like Bioworks that are sort of small to middle sized that are really uh, expanding right now into the space and starting to gain footprint and, and part of that is because of the diversification of the market that I talked about before it's also because uh, post-COVID there's a actually there is a um, shortage of these products on the market right now and as a lot of people are starting to come into Coming back to wanting to run clinical trials, there's a big surge of clinical manufacturing that needs to happen, and it's been hard for these large companies to scale their production fast enough and also to supply all the production that's happening for COVID vaccine manufacturing at the same time, and that creates opportunities for our companies like Bioworks and some of our smaller and middle-sized competitors also to grow in this space. I think it's ultimately good for the market that there's going to be more choice because it's not uh, it's not a market where there are hundreds of suppliers to choose from not even really 20 suppliers to choose from and and there are of course thousands of companies that need these products globally
1: so the market is growing as well
0: I guess yeah yeah, absolutely I'd say it's I mean uh, at least growing as fast as the, the overall life sciences market but ultimately a little bit faster because of course there's a lot of clinical production that has to happen that unfortunately never makes it all the way into commercial manufacturing and that also drives the sort of supplier side of the business a little faster than what the what you see on the on the actual production of drugs that are then making their way to a patient. Yeah. So mm. And and
3: a company is so much more than their products I would say as well. So so there is room. Our product is slightly different mm. but also we do have time with our customers. I'm not saying that others doesn't have time but we really work on building relationship with the customers and th- there is a need on the market for for a person, a contact person to discuss their problem with.
2: Hmm. Mm. Uh, before we dig into the history of the company, would you give us the elevator pitch of uh, what it is that you do? But to one, uh, to one, uh, the one you would give to a person who is not familiar with the industry, yeah, please.
0: Sure. So BioWorks, we make a raw material that's used in the production of biological drugs, so things like vaccines or antibody therapies for people that have cancer or rheumatoid arthritis, and we make the raw material that then purifies that drug. So you as a patient want to get a shot or an IV that is pure uh, drug substance. You don't want any sort of uh, uh, contaminants there when you're sitting at the hospital or, or getting a shot. And our product is what makes that possible and also then ensures that there's a high enough yield of the drug substance that it's commercially viable for pharma companies to produce. And that pr- material is called chromatography resin, but what's more important is what it does, not what it's called. Mm.
2: Thank you. Uh, you were founded 2006. Mm. Uh, what's the story behind the
0: name, Bioworks? Oh, that's a good question. Um so it was four people that founded the company. Uh, one of them was a developer at Pharmacia at the time and had a developed a way to produce these, these chromatography resins. They're small beads that are made of a material called agarose. And he essentially was able to um, leave the company with that technology and the patent that he had uh, created around that manufacturing method. So at the time, Pharmacia had another method that, that Cytiva uses today to produce these products. Um, So we both sort of have our roots in that company. And in the beginning, Bioworks was founded really with an idea of um, helping to expand access in the Asian market for products. So we were founded first as a Hong Kong company. And the name is, to be honest, I'm not sure the history of the name. The name is, um, I think, was chosen basically to try to create a a good and easily understandable coupling between what we do and the application of our products. So it had to be understood sort of easy to a non-native English speaker. But the logo of the company has a more interesting story. So the the logo of the company is, is a bead, which is what our product is. And then it has the Chinese symbol for uh, water next to it. So if you look at our logo, it's actually very close to the... Uh, the Chinese symbol for Shanghai. Shanghai is the house by the water, if you sort of literally translate it. And those two little marks that are to the left of our bead, that's the Chinese symbol for water. And that's the, of course, our products are um, purifying something. And they're also um, produced from a material that's sourced in the sea. So agarose is a material that's grown in the uh, ocean in large um, uh, large farms basically and that's uh, the sort of story behind the logo and we've we've kept that logo over the last 16 years now so there've been some discussions about changing it but we always <laughs> fall <fought> back <laughs> in that nice story so we like that's a good story uh,
2: yeah. uh, are there any learnings from the past that you can share with us i can imagine there are quite a few after these years but you have been around for two at least <laughs> from those two well, your one's been around for
0: four, so, <laughs> so you may have more <laughs> learnings than I do. Well, actually, but yeah, but we're we're gonna, the time, we huh? can start with you. Uh? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think um, I think one thing that we've definitely learned over the last two years is that uh, it's not just enough to have a great product to sell it, right? So we we've had a very good product for many years, and there's been an enormous amount of work that's gone into developing the product and then creating the manufacturing processes for it, characterizing the product so it can be used in pharma. But my uh, mission when I was brought into the company was really to focus on the commercialization. And that's what we've really put a lot of effort into over the last two years. And it's really paid results. But I think you have to really focus on commercialization if your product's going to sell. It's not enough just to have a great product and think that customers are going to find you. And that's been one of the biggest challenges for Bioworks in a market, like I described before, where there are a few very large players that Pretty much everybody knows. If you look at sort of uh, literature, or you ask professors at universities, they they they're still talking even about Sytiva's first generation products. They haven't even sort of adopted the nomenclature of their current products. So for a company like BioWorks to start to gain mind share and be recognized as a player in this space requires even more effort from us. And it's been um, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of fun, but it's really required that sort of focus to be able to to. Um, build these relationships, like Johan was describing, and then also get customers to spend the time to test our products and then actually validate them as well. And that you asked earlier, Bjorn, about this: the customers keep coming back. It is in the pharma space and life sciences; it's a lot of effort to add a new supplier. It's not just like you don't just send a purchase order and then suddenly the product is used in manufacturing. There's a huge process of supplier qualification that normally happens, and that requires a lot of effort from the end user. So someone. At a company needs to really want a new supplier into the supply chain in most cases, and if a company is going to spend the effort to do that work, then they want to be able to leverage it in the in the future. So then they do tend to go back to those suppliers that they've qualified because otherwise, it's really not worth making you know adding a new supplier to their their list and their qualified list of vendors because. Um, it is. it's not only a big initial effort but it requires a lot of maintenance afterwards as well so
1: and and how do you how do you work with this commercialization internally in, in the culture or in in the in the office well uh, i would say
3: that everybody are involved uh, i come from a bigger company i used to work with Thermofisher scientific for for a couple of years and uh, at a smaller company, everybody need to, <clears throat> sorry, need to understand what we're doing. Mm. So I, I used to say that everybody, our sales rep and the scientists, they don't like it,
2: but I, <laughs> yeah, sure I persist. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we all need to have a customer focus. We're doing this for the customer, not for the paper, not for, for our application notes, but we mm. have some end
2: users.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I would say we, I mean, I think um, part of what we've done also is really focus on making sure that the people that are serving our customers are close to them. So that's been part of this organizational change that we made uh, in 2020 was that we moved a lot of our commercial resources out into the markets where we have customers to get people close, make sure that we have people that speak the customer's language because almost everyone in this industry speaks English, but most people still prefer to speak their their, uh, mother tongue. And then we've invested invested a lot in our um, uh, marketing team as well, and we've tried to maintain a very close uh, alignment of the sales and marketing teams so that um, they're working sort of lockstep with one another and it's not the sort of marketing's off doing one thing over here and the sales team's uh, off doing their own thing and there's sort of lack of coordination between the two. But our sales and marketing team is essentially the same team, you could say, uh, and often working on projects together and that drives a lot of good synergies uh, within the team. So, mm-hmm.
2: it seemed to me that you also have worked with the uh, people, your employees, a lot.
0: Yes, we have absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had a really big focus on culture at BioWorks. It's a really important part, I think, of the business and our our strategy. And. One of the things that I did when I first came to the company, I, uh, you can do this in a small company as CEO. I had a thirty-to-minute-to-hour conversation with every employee the first week that I was at the company, and, and asked, "What's good? What's bad? What would you do if you were in my seat?" Um, and I think I think the result of those conversations was that it became quite clear what the strengths of BioWorks were and where the areas where we needed to uh, maybe work a little bit harder. And that's been, we've spent a lot of focus internally on trying to develop a really strong culture where people want to stay, where they see opportunities to develop. Uh, We had a fantastic uh, director of people and culture when I came to the company, and she was there to really set up a lot of the processes and help uh, develop and recruit uh, a strong organization. And then uh she actually owns her own company here in Uppsala, so she didn't want to be employed because she likes being her own boss so she uh, helped me last year to recruit a new director of people and culture her name is sara who works for us now and she has really continued and i would say even accelerated that work over the last uh, nine months so it's been uh, it's a real constant effort for us to try to build this culture, and maintain it. And then, of course, when you're growing, you need to bring people into that culture and help them understand it as well and sort of buy into it. And so it's uh, it's a lot of work, but it's been very rewarding and it's definitely paid back many times over for us.
2: Could you give us some examples of what kind of things you did?
0: Um, I think one thing that we did was that we, we tried to create a less flat organization. So we had a very flat organization when I came to the company and that created a situation where people had a hard time seeing where is my career path at Bioworks. Um, it was sort of either you were in the management team or you weren't. <laughs> so we've created a lot of new uh, manager roles in the company, which has uh, created a lot of opportunity for people to to see growth paths and also to grow. Um, we've also had a lot of job rotations in the last uh, 12 months to 12 to 18 months, and that's also created a lot of opportunities for people to try new things. We actually have two people that are soon going on uh, parental leave, and so uh, it looks like we're going to have two internal candidates that are actually going to fill those roles, and that's also a, a really positive thing. They're going to actually change departments and get to test something totally different within their within their careers. And then I think we've, we've in general, tried to be better about speaking specifically about what what expectations we have for employees at the company and what are the sort of grounding principles that we want in our organization. And to be totally transparent, we've also been quick to act in situations where we've seen people have not been acting according to those types of principles.
3: As an employee, I've really seen this. I mean, you talked about the flat organizations, even though you made it less flat, it's still flat. So I can take a lot of decisions myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I asked you a lot of in the beginning, can I do this and that? And you said, well, you, 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 you decide what to do. If you want to bring in a distributor, you do it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's really rewarding to get this trust from, from the
0: manager. Yeah, that, that's a really good point because that's that was sort of a two-pronged effort. So one is we created a less flat organization to try to create a better career path for people. But at the same time, we've also worked really hard to try to drive decisions as far down in the organization as possible so that the people who, are, who know the most about what they're doing are the ones that are taking the decisions about what they should do in the future and not have things constantly being escalated into some sort of committee-type decision because – that doesn't allow us to be this sort of flexible, responsive organization that we want to be for our customers. So, so um, empowerment and decision-making as far down in the organization as we can has been another thing we've really pushed hard for. And we had a
3: really good example a couple of, couple of years ago with a customized product. A customer wanted a, a product, and it was basically me and the development scientist that decided what to do with the health management team. But I was part of the process for a long time, and then the development scientist decided what to do. So yeah. uh, and that was was so rewarding because now it's a functioning product that is used by the customer. Mm.
2: Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, how do you work? Uh, we talked about uh, social, uh, social, uh, sustainable development, mm. which this is part of. How do you work uh, for sustainable development regarding the economic and ecological aspects? We have talked about the social aspects.
0: Yeah, we, I mean, this is a really important topic for us as a company, and it's something we're putting more and more focus on all the time, so... In general, our manufacturing is, uh, you could say the manufacturing of our products is relatively low footprint as it is. Most of the materials are sourced uh, from natural sources uh, in sustainable ways, but we do have to use certain types of chemicals in our manufacturing, organic solvents, for example, where we've made a lot of effort over the last few years to reduce our use of these products in relation to how much resin we're actually producing. So, I think last year we reduced our use of organic solvents by about 50% um, yes. as measured by sort of the, again, in relation to how much product we produced, And we have a number of development projects ongoing as well to look at additional steps we can take to try to get rid of some of the more impactful chemicals that we use replace them with other types of um, uh, materials that are Either naturally sourced or can be recycled and reused in our manufacturing. And I can't, I think our patent attorneys wouldn't be happy if I said any specifics <laughs> about that yet, but uh, we do have a few patent applications in that I hope soon will become uh, approved. And then those are really sort of big steps that we can take in our manufacturing. But we also have a lot of small things that we're trying to do internally. So um, we have a little team that's called our Go Green team, and they have uh, also brainstormed ideas, both big and small, that we can do to try to help uh, just in our daily lives. So we have a lot of people that bike to work, which is great, but we also have a few people that drive, but we're going to invest in some bicycles for those people as well so that they can do their errands at lunch without getting in their car. Um, We just installed some new... uh, uh, sorting facilities in our cafeteria to be able to sort uh, recyclable material better and compost and that sort of thing so we really w- we try to look at sort of all aspects of things because it, i mean it's great to take these really big steps but th- the sum of the small steps is really impactful as well Absolutely.
2: Uh, what do you think attracts people to work or invest at in your company
3: <coughs> well the reason for me staying here is it's a small innovative company uh I, i'm involved in basically everything that i want to be involved in so uh, it's Very rare that you say that, no, you don't get involved. But you ask me, do you have time for this? And if I have time, I can get involved. Uh, We have a great culture, a great uh, team spirit as well. So, uh, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think we've been fortunate to be here in Uppsala as well because it is a really... um, it cultivates a lot of talent i mean the unit the proximity to the university is really important for us we've hired several people that have done their master's projects at bioworks and then we've hired them as employees when they've been done um, actually both from Uppsala university but also from kth uh, so you have this sort of fantastic culture with a university and academic uh, institutions that are that are developing talent, and then the fact that we are close by, these people then often become part of the Uppsala community. They want to stay here. They don't want to have to move to find a job. Um, and so our local proximity has been uh, really beneficial to us. And then I think also one other thing is the sort of diversity of the types of uh, competencies that we need in the company. So our, our, our development and manufacturing team, most of, the, most of that is actually organic chemistry. So even though we define ourselves as a biotech company, if you look at what we're doing in our own manufacturing, it's actually a really organic chemistry. But then if you look at our sort of the use of our products and our applications team, for example, and our commercial team like Johan, that's all about uh, biochemistry and biology. So it's a very interesting combination of talents that you need in a company like Bioworks, where you have this crossover of very spe- specific sciences that don't often actually uh, intersect so frequently. And then, of course, we have um, worked very hard, for instance, in our marketing team to hire people that are really passionate about marketing. So that's one of the sort of ground principles in our recruitment process is we want people that are really the best at what their specific field is. We haven't, for example, recruited scientists who have fallen into marketing careers. We've rather focused on people that what they're really passionate about is marketing in the marketing team. And our chemistry team, we also want, of course, organic chemists that are really passionate about organic chemistry and want to stay at the cutting edge of that. So that's been, I think that really, that diversity has been really important to us in terms of recruiting talent, because it makes it a very dynamic place to work.
2: Mm -hmm. And what visions do you have for the future?
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you ask our investors, they wish that we will become <laughs> profitable. <laughs> That's always uh, a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I think we're on a good path to that, so that I'm not. I'm not overly concerned, to be honest. Um, and I think our investors understand that as well. Um, no, I mean wishes in the future. I I, w- I want to see the company continue to grow uh, at the pace it's at. Um, I mean, as a as a publicly listed company, you're not completely in, in control of your destiny, but I hope that Bioworks will stay uh, an independent company at least for a few more years. Um, there's always the risk that you get acquired by a larger company, but I think today we're in a very good position being in control of our own future and being able to make our own decisions. I think we're going to continue to collaborate Um, as much or even more with some of the other local companies that are in this space as well, where we see synergies between our technology and their technology, not only in Uppsala, but also globally. We have a very nice partnership now with a company in the UK called Aptamer Group to develop a product for the gene therapy space, a specific resin for gene therapy applications. And I think that that relationship with them, we already see that it's likely to grow beyond that because they they're developing products for all sorts of different also niche type separation applications and they need a partner that can help them turn their part of the solution which is called a ligand that's the thing that actually captures the the drug substance or a contaminant they need to be able to put that on something and that's where we come in because we make the beads that are the the substrate for that type of substance so i think um that's what I hope, is that these collaborations continue to grow and uh, create new opportunities for Bioworks to grow and also for other companies in Uppsala and outside of Uppsala to, to grow together. Mm, agreed. Mm.
2: And And uh, Johan, what are you most proud of having achieved during this? You said you have worked for four years, yeah?
3: Yeah, but I'm, I'm really proud of I've taken several customer projects, from, from them being a small customer in our world to becoming bigger customers. So it's something special to bring in those million kroner orders, mm-hmm. and to really be the trusted partner for this entire time period. Because it, it's a lot of job to take a customer from a small customer to a big customer, mm-hmm. and uh, we have several of those examples. Uh, so I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a personal friend to my customer, but I know them, t- know them by name. I have their number in my phone. I can call them right now if you want to,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really proud of that. I've been able to build that relationship. And some of these relationships are really complex. I mean, Johan uh, has a customer in ultimately the company in Ireland, but they were using a lab in Italy and they're manufacturing their product in Bulgaria. And it's, I mean, it can be very complex and the number of relationships that you need to maintain can be numerous. And it's really important that all those people have trust for Johan, have trust for Bioworks, um, and that we serve them in an effective way so that they can ultimately this case produce their product that's going to go into a f- phase two i think clinical yeah. trial so mm.
2: uh, as you know this is part of the innovation system and we believe that there are opportunities in being part of strong clusters and ecosystems and we are always interested of how we could uh, help make uh, it even stronger and better uh, you have already a- answer the question why, what you think about being in Uppsala and the advantages of Uppsala. Uh, But uh, do you think you could get even better advantage of being here, be located here and having your production here?
0: Well, I think, I think, of course, Whenever a company is in a growth phase like Bioworks is, we start to have more and more capacity for these sort of external collaborations. Um, At some point, small companies maybe are limited and need to really make a choice. Like, we're gonna focus on this particular collaboration opportunity because otherwise, if you start to dilute your resources, you can end up with sort of many collaborations ongoing, but none of them are really leading anywhere because it's very hard to sort of get traction and move forward. But I think we're starting to reach a critical mass where we can drive several of these types of collaborations Uh, with individual partners simultaneously and that's um, that is a really positive thing that I think is going to continue as we continue to grow so could we collaborate more in Uppsala uh, or even outside of Uppsala I think probably right now we are driving the collaborations that we we can effectively but as we continue to grow I think we're going to be able to manage more of those and and collaborations can take different forms like I said I mean we've had Uh, uh, several master's students uh, during my two years with the company that have uh, been at Bioworks. We have one right now. He's actually from uh, Karlstad University, I think. Um, And we have another one coming after the summer. Those are collaborations as well because we get connected to these labs, these research labs. We start to see the sort of things that they're working on. Sometimes we see synergies where we can expand those collaborations uh, we actually have another collaboration ongoing with Carlsted University, so that's um, that's qu- quite interesting project. And then we have these more industrial collaborations as well that I think are um, very interesting, where we see that there's an opportunity for us to use a lot of the infrastructure that we've created. We're now an ISO-certified company, so we have an ISO-certified manufacturing. We have a very good commercial team with Johan and his colleagues. Uh, and that's been a big investment from our uh owner base that we think we can leverage to help other small companies accelerate their commercialization uh, and get their products out of the market faster so that's what we are focused on right now is looking for these sort of technologies that are very close to what we do at bioworks uh, where we can basically help a partner grow but we also at the same time of course grow with them so (coughs) and talking about uh, collaboration
3: we talk about students but I would really like to stress the importance with this co- uh, co- uh, collaboration with students but also with high school students so a gymnasium in sweden so um uh, I, I was in the gymnasium the high school and uh, they had a biotechnology branch which meant that we collaborated a lot with the bigger companies and university in the, at an early early phase mm-hmm. uh, i do believe that we can be better as as a city to do collaborate with these uh, younger students uh, as well. And it gives so much back. Having students uh, like over at our company and yeah. go visit them, they're so enthusiastic. Yeah. And then also from a sales perspective, we, we need to teach them in the early phase that you can be in life science and you can be in a commercial role as well. Because uh, when when you start a company, when you start one of these uh, spin-off companies from, from the university, you will come to a point when you need to sell your product. Yeah. And then you then you need skilled people that do sell them. And I think we can Find them at
0: an earlier phase than we do today.
2: Mm. 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 Good point. Mm.
0: Another, I, I just had one more thing that I thought of. Was is another I- collaboration that I'm very excited about that we started recently. Is there's a there is a program here in o- Uppsala for people to learn to be process operators, and that program uh, they want to send their students out towards the end of their education to be uh, to have like a couple of weeks of practical experience, and so now we have our first. Uh, sort of student that's coming in and is going to work for a couple of weeks in our production. They're going to get experience, get to see how our production runs, shadow some of our operators, and then the plan is that that'll be a, a sort of uh, ongoing rotation so that this group, I, I think the the current group that's graduating this year is about 45 students, so we're not going to be able to manage all 45 students, but we can certainly do our part to give uh, a number of those people some experience before they make it out into the workplace and that also gives us a chance to have these people on our radar because as we're growing we are also need new process operators on a relatively frequent basis and that gives us a chance to see oh here's a person who's talented that we may want to hire full-time. So, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. Stens was actually uh, the ones cre- not creating but setting up the program from the ah. beginning so uh, i'm glad to hear that the students are welcomed yeah absolutely companies. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I, and i think i mean that's a really we didn't talk about that but you know you, maybe you guys don't normally use this pod to market yourselves but i think that that's another thing that's really important in Uppsala, right is that there are organizations like stuns that that really promote collaboration between companies. And it's both uh, some of the private actors in this space, like uh, the company that owns the Uppsala Business Park has a really big focus right now on driving collaboration within the business park and trying to attract other life sciences companies to come there because there's space to grow and they're building infrastructure. Um, And then there are organizations like Stuns that are also driving it more from the sort of public side to to really encourage and create opportunities for companies to uh, interact and identify because if you don't interact you never see these sort of oh here's a space of intersection where we actually could do something together it's very easy to be in your own little bubble Um, and that's one of the things that brought me to drove me to basically start to work at small companies was that um, my experience with big companies is they have a tendency to start to iso- to sort of self-isolate because they build up so much internal competency that it becomes harder for them to collaborate externally. Um, and they don't have as really, to be, to be frank, they don't have as big of a need for that external collaboration. When you're in this sort of small company growth phase, you have to collaborate with other companies to grow or you're basically going to limit your growth. But when you get to be an enormous company, those, that driver becomes weaker from some sense. And I think that, that um, that's a sort of natural progression. But for me, I really wanted to sort of work in an organization that's, that's part of these collaborations and build a bigger network outside of the company that I work in.
2: But do you see anything that could add more to this ecosystem?
0: Well... I mean, my first two years at Bioworks has been, uh, you know, under the premise of COVID. So there hasn't been that much opportunity for physical uh, meetings and interactions. And we've done pretty much everything digitally for a long, long time. So I think, um, I certainly think in the near term, you know, more opportunities for people to meet physically and and interact and talk uh, amongst their peers and, and, um, and, and, what I really like are forums that are around specific topics. I find that that's a really great way to bring companies together that have maybe diverse backgrounds but common interests to come and talk about, um, you know, for example, how are you managing uh, Brexit a year plus into Brexit and is it causing problems with export to that country and what solutions have you found, et cetera, et cetera. And I think. That list of topics is huge um, and any sort of opportunity to to bring companies together to talk about common challenges and potential solutions is really interesting and creates a very good platform for collaboration. Thank
1: you. (laughs) yeah i hear two things uh definitely i hear that your market is growing i also hear that your market is diversifying as you're saying and and um, the way you meet this is that you use the benefits of being a small mid-sized company and you you also work a lot with you know as you said bringing decision making closer to the person uh, closest to the operations, so to say, and also focusing a lot on soft traits, uh, which I think is definitely uh, a good way forward uh, to be able to meet these demands from the market. So um, from our part, we're looking forward a lot to see where, you, where you're where you heading in the next mm-hmm. few years. And, and we're very glad to have you in the system, and I think you adds a lot to it. So yeah. thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
0: It's great to be
2: here. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> great having you here. Thanks. <laughs> This podcast series is developed and produced by Stunts Life Science. Stunts is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast and as well as about Stunts, please visit our website livescience.stunds.se and follow us on
1: LinkedIn where you will find us under our name.